Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. My name is Christopher and I'm pastor here in the church and I have the privilege of preaching for you today. And I am so excited. I have, I have an awesome message. And the Bible school students heard part of it uh, last week, but it's going to be even better today. So I hope, hope you can hear it again. Uh, I was preaching something for our students and I just felt I need to share this with the church. So I have a special message for all of you. And I believe that God is going to speak something into your life and God is going to move move something in your heart today as I'm speaking. So sit with an open heart, ready to receive from God. I want to speak something about having role models in life. I think that we as human beings, we are created to look up to other people and, and try to learn and draw from how they are living. I mean, it starts already when we are kids. We're looking up to our parents. We start to try to imitate them and learning from them. And sometimes when you became a teenager, you stop imitating your parents and you start to imitate other people instead. Uh, but when I was growing up, I had one, one big role model and hero, and that was Ronaldo. The, the real Ronaldo, if you know what I'm speaking about. The old Ronaldo. Uh, he was awesome. He's the best Ronaldo, huh? Uh, and and, and I, I, I loved him. I was buying every, every month a newspaper come, came out with football, and I bought goal. And I, I was trying to read, and I always hoped it was about Ronaldo because he was my favorite player, you know. You try to follow them. I know that today it's much easier to follow people. <laughs> you just go into social media, and you can follow whoever you want, and you know everything about them. You know what they eat. You know what they watch. You know what they wear. You know everything about their life because it's so easy to follow people. And I guess that maybe some people we should unfollow as well because we shouldn't learn too much from them. In the days of Jesus, there was a group of celebrities that everyone wanted to follow and be like. And they were called the Pharisees. They were often standing in the street corners praying these really nice prayers. And I know that many people today don't want to feel follow people standing in street corners praying called prayers. But at that time, that was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. So he tried to follow these people. But then Jesus was warning them and said that these people that you think is so awesome, uh, they, their outside looks awesome, but their inside is full of crap. So you don't really want their life. And guess what? There's a lot of people we try to follow today. They don't even want their own life. Because on the outside, everything is good, but on the inside, it's empty. A lot of the things the whole world is running after is really empty. So Jesus said, don't follow them. Unfollow them. The one you should follow is this. The birds. <laughs> he said, look at the birds. They are not worried about tomorrow. They are not running, running, trying to store up food for tomorrow. Because they trust that they will be provided for. 
So don't make any worries about tomorrow. Follow the, look at the birds. That's what Jesus said. Solomon, that is considered to be one of the wisest people ever lived. He said, follow the ant. Because the ant is not lazy. He's working hard and so on. So both Jesus and, and Solomon and, and the Bible often points towards different animals. It says that we can learn something from all of these animals. And there is one animal that they... They never said that we should follow or become like, but I have figured it out by myself, all right? <laughs> I heard some stories I've been reading in the Bible, and there is one animal that we can learn a lot from. If you want to live a happy life, if you want to, want to enjoy life and follow God in this life, I think that you need to be like a donkey, all right? Are you with me? Don't leave yet. Don't leave yet, okay? You need to be like a donkey. Today you will hear a message that you have never heard before. Maybe someone I'm recognizing some of the stories. But I tell you, you have never heard such a message as today. And I believe that God is going to use it and speak something into your life. So donkey number one that you should be like is the dancing donkey. There is this donkey that that was inventing a dance that can help you in life and I want you to get hold of it there was this donkey that was he was the favorite donkey of his master and he was often out just taking walks on the field and one day as sun was setting he was out enjoying ah, taking a walk but what he didn't know was that it was a hidden old well or spring that, that had been running dry it was hidden kind of in the grass and all of a sudden when he was out just <laughs> he was falling down into this pit and he was screaming ah! like, like only a donkey can scream <laughs> you know how a donkey screams huh you just heard that sound and it was falling down in that pit and his master came running and wondering what is happening to my favorite donkey and he saw him down in the pit and he was trying to send down a rope but the donkey couldn't catch the rope and he was trying to, to send down a ladder, but the, the donkey couldn't climb the ladder. And he was trying everything, and he couldn't get the donkey out of the hole. And after, after a lot of thinking and worries, he decided, I, I will try to end his life quick. I will just bury him alive. So, so he took his shuffle and started to shuffle down dirt on top of the donkey. And the donkey was looking up to his master, and now he got, got some dirt on his back. And... And he just shaked it off like this. And then he was tramping it under his feet. And he was looking up again and was hoping that another rope should come. But now he got another shuffle of, of dirt right back on his back. And he just shaked it off. And he was tramping it under his feet again. And, and he was like, Master, what's going on? He said it in donkey language. And, and he got another shuffle. And he was shaking it off and just tramping it under his feet. And in just a while, he was out of the pit. Because all the dirt that was thrown up him became now the, the platform that was elevating him so that he could climb out of the hole. Amen? If you want to live a happy life, you need to learn from the donkey. You need to learn the donkey dance. Because when you go through life, it will be so much that is thrown at you. It will be so much that is loaded up on you. And if you keep it all on your back, you're going to break. But if you can learn to shake it off and tramp it under your feet, 
It's going to elevate you. It's going to make you stronger. So I tell you, don't let any bitterness stay on your back. Don't let any unforgiveness, don't let all the worries, don't let all the problems and challenges stay on your back. What should you do? You shake it off and you're tramping it under your feet and it's going to elevate you, not bury you. Are you with me? Uh, Proverbs that was written by Solomon, he said, uh, chapter 19 says this. Uh, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. So don't take everything so personal. Don't live in the offense. Uh, but overlook the offense. It is to your glory to overlook an offense. Can you make it your goal to, to be quick to forgive instead of holding on to grudges and conflicts and so on? Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15 says this. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. And that no bitter root grows up and causes trouble and defile many. My friend, never grow bitter. That's a poison. It often starts with unforgiveness. Someone did something against you and you became disappointed. You became sad. And maybe, I mean, with all right. Uh, sometimes we're treated wrongly but if you keep that and if you keep on holding on to that unforgiveness it's going to become a poisonous bitter root in your life and that root can take oh, I've seen it taking over people's complete their all of their life it destroys everything in their life and after a while it starts to poison people around them don't hold on to unforgiveness bitterness but shake those things off. Try to tramp it down under your feet. And you might say, it's not so easy. No, I don't say it's always so easy. Uh, but I know it's possible because the Bible is instructing us that we should not hold on to it. All right. So the first donkey you should learn from is a dancing donkey. Okay. The second donkey you should learn from is the humble donkey. And, and I tell you that the humble donkey has not always been humble. Uh, he learned a lesson. I'm going to just read a text and then tell you the story. In John's Gospel, chapter 12, we can read how um, Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. And it's written that, that as they were walking, it might be a wrong, wrong reference. I think it's actually later on in. No, it might be right. Sorry. It's actually right. Um, it's written that they took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting Hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord blessed is the king of Israel Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it is written do not be afraid daughter Zion see your king is coming seated on a donkey's colt can you imagine that that colt of a donkey this young donkey no one has ever been riding that donkey. The first person ever, ever riding it is the Son of God and the Son of Man. Jesus, the Messiah, the promised one, the King of Israel. He's sitting up on him. And as that young donkey, he's maybe a bit nervous in the beginning. No, no one has ever ridden him. 
And now he starts to walk and he's nervous if he can really carry the load. And after a while you feel like, I'm actually doing good. I'm a bit stronger than I expected. And he gets more and more, he gained more and more confidence. And he's walking by a small lake and he's looking down at himself. And he's like, I'm looking much better than I expected. I'm, woo, I'm almost like a horse. And, and he keep on walking. He feels so good about himself. And after a while, people take branches and they're putting it on, on the ground. And they, and they take their cloaks over the back and, and are, are making a way for him. So this, this donkey is now walking on people's cloaks. And all of a sudden, people start to shout, Hosanna, which means save us. And he feels like... Feels like I'm some kind of superhero here. Everyone really likes me. And he keep on walking. His confidence is being built up more and more. And they say, oh, you're the king of Israel. And he's like, really? I'm the king of Israel? I didn't know. But, whoa, he's feeling so good about himself. Into Jesus jump off. <laughs> and he's walking home. And no one is cheering him on. <laughs> he don't even know the way home. <laughs> And he realized that without Jesus, I'm not so good. And as a believer, as a Christian, I tell you, Jesus is the one making the difference in our lives. If you're here and you have never met with Jesus, I tell you, Jesus, he can make the difference in your life. Uh, sometimes when you've been walking with God for, for a while, people say, wow, it feels like you're so kind. It feels like you're so gracious or so loving or so caring. You should just have met me before Jesus. <laughs> if you had met me before Jesus, I wasn't like that. If there is anything good with me, I tell you the best thing with me is Jesus. The best thing with you is Jesus. Jesus is making the difference in our lives. Because He is on your back. He's, he's with you. He is making you look good sometimes. But don't take it too personal. <laughs> because if he's, if he's not with you, mm, it's not the same. Jesus is making the difference in our life. That's why we have something to learn from the humble donkey. He realized, I'm better with Jesus. And so are you. Amen? John the Baptist uh, the cousin of Jesus, he said this, He must become greater and I must become less. With other words, more of Jesus and less of me. More of Jesus and less of me. And let Jesus shine through you and you will look so much better. Okay, can we take another donkey? Donkey number three is the carried donkey. I don't know if you have heard this. I love this story. It was a, a grandpa, a grandson, and a donkey walking to town. Are you with me? And, and the grandpa was sitting up on the donkey. He was an old man. The grandson was some eight, nine years old. And he was, he was walking beside the donkey. They had a long journey up to, up to the city. And, and as they start to pass by some people, some people were turning around. And they were looking at the old man and said, shame on you, old man. You're letting your, your young son walk and you're sitting there on a donkey. And they, they tried to shake it off, tramping it under their feet. And they kept on walking. And after a while, another man was, was, was looking at them and said, Shame on you, old man. You're letting the young boy walk and you're sitting there resting. And he felt so bad. So 
the old man he jumped off and even though he was a bit old he started to walk and the young son was sitting up on the donkey and now they were passing by some people and the people was looking at them and they said shame on you young young boy sitting on a donkey when your grandpa is riding is walking shame on you and and they kept on walking and another person turned to them and said shame on you young boy your grandpa is walking here on his old legs and you're sitting there mm. and and everyone had an opinion so after a while both the son and the grandpa was riding the donkey and now people turn around and said shame on you you are breaking the back of that donkey i can't imagine how people like you, you, you mm, what are you doing to this donkey and it ended with the grandpa and the grandson carrying the donkey to town because they didn't know what to do <laughs> so this is a story about the carrier donkey you know what happened if we try to please everyone if we try to listen to everyone's opinions, if we try to make everyone happy, we will end up being like the carried donkey. Carrying the donkey. Can you understand how ridiculous? You can't follow everyone's advice. You can't listen to all voices. You cannot take in everyone's opinions. You need to make up your mind who you are listening to. I've been making up my mind many years ago that I want to try to follow the Word of God. I will try to follow the instructions I find in the Word of God. And I will try to, try to listen to godly counsels through people that I trust. Trust. But I'm not, I'm not going to follow everyone's opinions because it's, it will be ridiculous. You need to make up your mind. Not everyone's voice means the same. Not everyone's opinions mean, means the same. Make up your mind what voices that should be valued in your life. So you don't end up like the donkey that is being carried to town. That's what we can learn from that donkey. So we have the dancing donkey. We have the humble donkey. We have the carrier donkey, and now we have the dead donkey. Whoa, the dead donkey. And this is, this, is an, this is a crazy story, I tell you. If you have ever read through the Bible, you come to the book called Judges. And in the book of Judges, there is some crazy stories that is almost like, whoa, what is happening here? And one of the crazy stories is about Simpson. Simpson is some kind of superhero guy that is so strong and powerful like no one you have ever, ever, ever read or heard about. God was calling him up to rescue the Israelites from the hands of the Philistines. And there is some crazy stories about him, how he's, he's fighting with the Philistines. And on one occasion, on one occasion he's so angry with them. So they are, um, so, so he's... Uh, coming and he's finding 300 foxes binding their tails together putting putting a torch among the tails and they're running in and burning up all the crops in the enemy's territory can you imagine what kind of miracle that is finding 300 foxes that's a miracle and then putting torches on their tails running around putting the enemy camp on fire I mean that's that's a miracle um <laughs> try to catch one fox but at least he's doing it 
And then after they are so angry, so they go and they burn up his father-in-law. You have to be careful if you, if you have Simpson as your son-in-law, I just tell you. All right, so now he's going to attack them back, right? So he's walking to the Philistines. He, 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 Philistines, he don't have any weapon, but on the road, he finds a dead donkey. So he now takes up a jawbone of that dead donkey. And with that jawbone, he is chasing the Philistines and he's killing 1,000 Philistines. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Killing 1,000 Philistines uh, with a yarbone of a donkey. My, my point here is not that he's killing people. I think saving people is much better. And I think that that's what is happening in the New Testament. That people are being saved, not killed. Uh, but my point I want to make is that he could do it even with a yarbone of a dead donkey. And, 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 and in these this different stories, you and me, we have been the donkey, right? So even if you feel, I don't have so much talents, I'm not so good, I'm, I don't know what I can do. You know, if you place yourself in the hand of God, even if you are a dead donkey, not even a full dead donkey, but just a, just a bone of a dead donkey, and you place yourself in the hand of God, there is no limits on what He can do. And, and also... There is one more thing I want to point out here, and that is that we need to die to ourselves. When we die to our ego a bit, so that we can humble ourselves and lay our life down, and we are laying down some opinions that is contrary to the Word of God, and we are laying down ourselves and say, God, use me. I don't know what you can do out of me. I just feel like a dead donkey. But God, if you can use me for your glory, I don't care about what I'm doing. I don't care if I'm, if I'm preaching or leading worship or cleaning or what. I, I don't care about what I'm doing, but I want to be in your hand. If you have that, you know, you're dead to your own ego, God can pick you up in His hand. And I think that instead of killing a thousand men, He can save a thousand men through you. Amen? Amen. So you can be like a jawbone of a dead donkey. Can everyone say amen? Amen. amen. That's the best message you've ever heard, huh? And, and, and I, I just love Simpson because he's not just a, like a warrior. He's also, after he's sitting down and writing almost like a poem or a song. I don't know, maybe we can write the worship song out of this. I don't know, we can try. Um, he writes this, With a yarbone of a donkey, I pile them in heaps. With a yarbone of donkey, I kill a thousand men. Is, isn't that a good, good lyrics? Ethan, can we do something out of that? Uh-huh. And after he had finished speaking, he was throwing the yarbone away because <laughs> work, mission complete, huh? Um, yeah. Jesus says this in, in Matthew 16 and 24. He says to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross and follow me. And whoever wants to save their lives will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. So in other words, when you lay down your life, you find it. And I can testify about this. When I'm laying down my life, my own agenda, my own dreams, 
And, and I say, God, I want to live your dream. I want to follow your footsteps. I want to do what you have called me to do. Jesus, I want to be in your hand. When I'm laying it all down, I'm finding it and gaining all of it. You find life when you lay it down. John's gospel says in chapter 12, Jesus says this. For sure, I tell you, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it will only be a seed. If it dies, it will gain so, um, if it dies, it will give so much grain. So in other words, when you plant it, it's going to grow and it's going to multiply. And I want to tell you, if you're struggling in life, if you're trying to find meaning, if you don't know, try to lay it all down in front of Jesus. Try to surrender it all and holding nothing back. Because when you lay down your life, you're finding it. Try to be radical about it. Because life is found in that. And all of a sudden, a multiplication is coming out of your life. Some good fruit is coming out of your life. Because... Because you've been planting yourself and you will see an enormous results just because you were willing to lay it all down. That's what we can learn from the dead donkey. Can we do one more donkey? Can we do two more? Three more? Four, four more? <laughs> I just have one more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I just want to see how, how nice you are. This donkey is the Somalian wild donkey. Uh, I love this story. Is there is a legend or a fairy tale about this Somali wild donkey that was caught early on? It was some wild donkeys coming in a Somali, into a Somali village, and they was caughting this this young wild donkey, and 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 a man was taming it, and he started to use this donkey, and it was carrying baskets and carry water and burdens and so on, and. <laughs> I just have a side note. When, when I was down in Africa on, on our Bible school in Kenya, it was so fun because after I've been teaching one day, Alicia, that many of you know, that was, is down as a missionary, she came up and gave some information about homework and, and some books they should read and also that the water is out on the dorms. But you can rent a donkey and you can go on and, and get some water from the city, <laughs> from, from the city, from a... From a um, well somewhere I was like is she kidding should they rent a donkey you know it's so different when you fly in from Sweden and you hear about people renting a donkey to go and get water it feels like wow this is different <laughs> but donkey is carrying things that's what we're learning right now huh so this wild donkey was carrying water carrying basket for his master but one morning, that wild donkey was, was gone. He had escaped. He had a, and he'd been, he, he, that, that donkey had escaped. And this master, he loved his donkey so much. He was crying when he had lost his donkey. And, and he was asking everyone in the village if they had seen the donkey. And, 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 and the older man in the city was just laughing at him. And he said, a wild donkey that have escaped, you're never going to see him again. When he have tasted the water in the wild springs out on the countryside, when, when he be walking the mountains and been running around, you will never ever see this donkey again. He is lost. But then after a couple of months, one morning, he heard a noise outside of the door. And he saw that donkey was standing, standing and, 
and, and, and trying to get the baskets back on his neck. He was standing outside of the door and he came out. And, and, and he was loading up the baskets again. The donkey started to, started to carry a load again. And he was carrying more than anyone else. And, 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 the, and the essence or, or, or the meaning of this story is that that donkey chose by free will to carry the burdens. He chose because he loved his master. He wanted to serve him. He chose to come back and submit under his master and carry these burdens. And I think it's, it's, it's very similar with us and Jesus because we have received love from our master. If you have met with Jesus, he has a mission. He has a task for you. And that task will sometimes be a burden. That task will sometimes be heavy to carry. That task will sometimes be heavy on your back. And sometimes you feel like you want to get it off. And sometimes you want to run out to the wild springs. And you want to run out in the mountains. And you don't want to see a basket again in your life. But I tell you, if you are met with the love of your master, you will come back. And you want to say, Jesus, sign me up again. Do you have another mission for me? I am ready. I want to carry a load. I want to carry a burden. Why? Because you are met with his love. And as love is changing you on the inside. And as you are serving him, you find purpose in your life. A purpose that you can find no other place. I tell you, Jesus has a mission for you. He has a purpose and a calling for your life. Sometimes it will be hard, yes. But there is nothing like it because it will satisfy you deep within. And you're living for something greater than yourself. Amen? In, in 1 Corinthians... 3, 13 and 4, it's written like this about love. Because love is, is not just a feeling. It's not just something you feel in the moment. Love speaks about commitment. And, and Paul is writing this about love. He says that love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy and it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And keep no records of wrongs. That's a big one. Keep no record of, oh, you're always doing this. And I know, you know, keep no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, and always preserves. Love never fails but where there will be prophecies they will cease and where there are tongues they will be stilled and where there is knowledge it will pass away all right but love carries on love continues love never ends love never fails i tell you if you can fill up your tank with the love of christ you have a tank that is never going to run dry because that love is going to carry you all right, Jesus says this, if you love me, you keep my commands. And what, what command is Jesus always speaking about? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and your mind and your soul and your strength and your neighbor as yourself. Love is the commandment of Jesus. That is the fulfilling of the law. 
if we can love one another. I think that you can be like a Somalian wild donkey today. I know that the SOS people are always wild. They are a bit crazy. They like to run around in the wild and in the mountains and so on. But, but, but when we are coming to Jesus, we can use that wildness. And we can use that strength and eagerness to carry a load for our masters. To make a difference in this society. To see Stockholm impacted by the love of Christ. Because he has given us a source that is never running dry. You can run dry when you run in your own strength, but when you're filled up with the love and the presence of, of your master, you have energy and strength. Can we stand up together? I want to speak to you right now as the worship team is coming up. You might be here and you have never ever met with the love of Jesus. Are you with us online and you have never ever met with the love of Jesus? I want to say that that love is so real that it can change you for the rest of your life. When I was 17 years old and I, I met with that love, when, when, when that love was entering my heart, my heart was being changed and my life was being changed. I met with a love that I could never ever deny. And I know that you can meet with that love tonight. Because for 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this earth for one reason. That was to take up your sins and my sins on himself as if he had done it himself. And when he was being nailed to that cross, your sins, everything you're ashamed of, everything you regret, everything you wish you wouldn't have done, it was all nailed upon that cross in the body of Jesus Christ. Jesus died our death so that we could live the life we were meant to live. And when he was laid in that, gra in, in that grave, the grave couldn't hold him. Jesus rose on the third, third day and he's alive today. And he's coming to each and every one that they're longing for him. The, the word of God says that everyone who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So it's not hard. It's not far away. It is about the hope and faith you have in your heart. You speak it out and you can receive that salvation and forgiveness. And all of a sudden that love of Christ is flooding your heart. And such a love that can change everything. You have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm. If you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.